Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Blind Analysis. My name is Tommy Ray Valdez. Today, I want to talk a little bit about uh, week two of the NFL, and I also want to talk a little more Seattle Mariners baseball, um, and I want to talk a little MLB news as well. So first, we'll get started by talking about the final matchup of week one of the NFL between the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets. Uh, this was a very interesting game uh, with two very good defenses. Unfortunately for the New York Jets, Aaron Rodgers was injured on the fourth play of the game. He ended up leaving the game with what turned out to be a torn left Achilles. So Aaron Rodgers will be out for the remainder of the season. Um, this is definitely some bad news for the New York Jets. Um, I know uh, they had a lot of high hopes for Aaron Rodgers and for their team this year. But now um, they're going back to Zach Wilson. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll see what kind of season the Jets will have this year. Um, I know that Zach Wilson spent a lot of time uh, with Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, throughout the offseason, um, really learning from Aaron Rodgers. So we'll see how much that will help Zach Wilson uh, for this season. But uh, definitely not what the Jets were hoping for. Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully Aaron Rodgers will have a speedy recovery and um, maybe make a return next season. But, um, you know, the Jets, they still had a game to play. And um, it was a really good game. Both teams, um, you know, their defenses um, played very well. Uh, but really a very tough game for Josh Allen. He ended up turning the ball over four times, throwing three interceptions to the same player. Jordan Whitehead coming up with all three interceptions for the New York Jets. And Josh Allen also fumbled the football as well. You're not going to win a whole lot of games turning over the football four times. Um, and the Jets uh, were um, ultimately, uh, they were able to take advantage of that. Um, and, uh, you know, this was a really good game. Uh, Josh Allen throwing a touchdown pass to Stephon Diggs. Uh, Zach Wilson throwing a touchdown pass to Garrett Wilson, a lot of field goals in this game as well. This game eventually did go into overtime, and the Jets, they get the win in overtime um, on a, a punt return by um, Xavier Gibbs, or uh, Xavier Gibson. Uh, he takes it all the way into the end zone for a touchdown for the Jets, and the Jets go on to win this game 22-16 to over the Bills. So despite the Aaron Rodgers injury, the Jets were able to find a way to win this game. Um, but uh, it'll be very interesting to see um, how much Zach Wilson, um, how much he has improved uh, going into this season after a very disappointing season last year for Zach Wilson. So uh, we'll see if he can be better for the Jets this season. But, um, you know, that's my thoughts on um, the final game of week one between the Jets and the Bills. Uh, now I want to, Take a look at some of the best matchups for week two of the NFL. Uh, we'll begin by talking about my Seattle Seahawks taking on the Detroit Lions. This should be a very interesting game. Um, I know the Seahawks are the underdogs going into this matchup, um, especially with this game uh, being at Ford Field in Detroit. Um, keep in mind, Detroit Lions have already sold out all of their, um, of their uh, season tickets for their home games. Uh, so. Um, Ford Field is already sold out for the season, so um, do expect the Detroit Lions crowd to be very loud. There are some very high expectations for the Lions this season, and um, they're definitely, um, 
you know, um, really excited about, you know, getting that week one win over the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, but, uh, you know, I think a lot of the reason why the Lions won that game is because of the poor play of the wide receivers for the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes was making perfect throws all game long, uh, but uh, his wide receivers were dropping the ball, especially Kadarius Toney. Um, and, uh, you know, not having Travis Kelsey um, in that week one matchup for the Chiefs, I think really hurt them as well. Uh, but you do have to give the Lions some credit. Their defense really played well. Um, and, uh, you know, Jared Goff made some big plays, um, when he had to. So, um, you know, it was a, a really good, um, week one win for the Lions. And, um, you know, they have a lot of momentum going into week two, um, with the Seahawks, you know, taking that very shocking, disappointing loss to the LA Rams. Um, you know, the early momentum is definitely going towards the Detroit Lions, for this game, uh, but I think it should be a very interesting game. Um, you know, you got this Lions team um, and uh, what they do well offensively. Um, you know, they, they like to run the football um, with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, um, and they really like to get the play-action passing game going with Jared Goff. So uh, priority number one for the Seahawks defense is they are going to have to try to stop the run. Um you know, at times uh, they did do that well last week against the Rams. Um, even though the Rams, they were able to uh, put up three rushing touchdowns. Uh, they didn't get a whole lot of yards rushing. Um, so, um, you know, it's going to be very important for the Seahawks to focus on stopping the running game. And they have to find a way to pressure Jared Goff. That's something that the Seahawks did not do well against Matthew Stafford. They failed um, to, um, you know, make Matthew Stafford uncomfortable in the pocket. And uh, he was able to really pick apart the Seahawks defense last week. Um, so they have to put pressure on Jared Goff, um, you know, make him uncomfortable and pre prevent him uh, from throwing the ball deep down the field to um, Amin Ross St. Brown, who had a really good game against the Chiefs. Uh, Josh Reynolds also had a really good game. And to keep an eye on um, the tight end for the Detroit Lions, Sam Laporta, a rookie tight end. He had a really good game as well. So, um, you know, lots of weapons for this Detroit Lions team. So this Seattle Seahawks defense is going to have their work cut out for them. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see, um, you know, how that goes. Hopefully the defense for the Seahawks could step up and make some big plays in this game. Um, offensively, uh, it's going to be really interesting as well. Um, <clears throat> the Seahawks offensive line, um, there are some question marks uh, going into this game, um, whether or not um, a couple of, um, you know, the Seahawks' best offensive linemen uh, will be healthy for this game. Um, uh, Charles Cross is dealing with a turf toe injury. That's a very nagging injury, so I'll we'll have to wait and see if he's going to be able to play in this game. Um, Abraham Lucas is dealing with a knee injury, um, and if those two guys are not able to go, it's going to be a tough um, a tough day for the Seahawks offensive line, um, you know, trying to uh, protect Geno Smith uh, from a guy like Aiden Hutchinson. So, um, you know, hopefully those guys are able to go. The Seahawks, they did sign um, Jason Peters um, to uh, help out their offensive line. Uh, Jason Peters is a nine-time pro bowler, very good offensive lineman throughout his career. 
but he is 41 years old. So, um, you know, um, Seahawks, they also did add um, another offensive lineman um, that they took from Tampa Bay Buccaneers from their practice squad. So, um, you know, it'll be really interesting to see, um, you know, what this offensive line is going to look like uh, going into this week two matchup. Uh, but hopefully the Seahawks can find a way uh, to protect Geno Smith. Um, and uh, hopefully the Seahawks can get the running game going uh, with Kenneth Walker. Uh, Kenneth Walker had a really good game last week. Uh, hopefully we can get Zach Charbonnet a little bit more involved uh, this week as well. Um, and uh, Geno Smith is going to have to um, you know, be protected in the pocket. He's going to have to find a way to make big plays to DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Um, you know, uh, maybe get the tight ends a little bit more involved um, in this game as well. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, one thing that the Seahawks really can't afford to do is, um, you know, have any more of those ridiculous penalties that they had in week one. Um, you know, especially with the unsportsmanlike penalty um, that DK Metcalf committed um, in week one against the Rams. Um, you know, we just really can't have that. Seahawks have to, um, you know, really maintain their composure um, no matter what happens. And, uh, you know, they have to find a way to come out and play well um, in this matchup against the Lions. Um, <clears throat> you know, Bobby Wagner did give, um, you know, the Seahawks team a really good pep talk. Um, you know, not sure what he said to the Seahawks team, but, um, you know, it's great to have Bobby Wagner as a part of the Seahawks defense once again. Um, <clears throat> and hopefully, um, you know, whatever he said, hopefully they take that message to heart um, and come out and, uh, you know, pull off a big upset against the Detroit Lions. So we'll see what happens, um, but it should be a very fun game to watch. So that's my thoughts on the Seahawks-Lions Week 2 matchup. Now I'll talk about a few of the other interesting matchups around the NFL for week two, um, a few of uh, the games that I think are going to be the most interesting to keep an eye on. Um, one game that I think is going to be a lot of fun will be between the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. Big AFC North division rival matchup. Um, you know, two quarterbacks uh, that got off to a bit of a slow start last week. Um, you know, Joe Burrow uh, really struggled um, against the Browns. He is now 1-5 for his career against the Cleveland Browns. Um, just 82 passing yards for Joe Burrow. Um, and uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, although they uh, got the win against the Houston Texans last week, um, you know, the Ravens offense was a little rusty. So, um, you know, we'll see um, how this matchup goes. Um, you know, I think this should be a very high-scoring game. Um, you know, I think both quarterbacks will get back on track. Um, in this matchup, but I think the Ravens will find a way to pull this game off and find a way to win this game. Um, you know, you look at uh, this uh, Ravens team, um, and, uh, you know, I think their offense is going to be very explosive this year, not only in the running game, uh, but in the passing game as well. Um, and the Bengals typically get off to slow starts to start the season. Um, so I think, you know, uh, for those reasons, I think the Ravens, will find a way to win this game. Another interesting matchup will be Thursday night football between the Minnesota Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, 
you know, um, the Eagles, uh, lately they really had the Vikings number. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see, um, you know, um, what Kirk Cousins can do in this matchup against the Eagles. Um, the Eagles, although they did get a win o- over the Patriots in week one, their offense uh, was a little bit rusty as well. Um, but I think the Eagles will get back on track against the Vikings. Um, <clears throat> like I said, they've typically played very well against uh, the Vikings. So, um, you know, I do think the Eagles will find a way to win this game. Um, but, uh, you know, the Vikings, they really don't want to start out 0-2. Um, so we'll see if Kirk Cousins can um, really get that offense going um, against a really good Philadelphia Eagles defense. Um, so, you know, that could be a very interesting game as well. Um, another interesting matchup will be between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, um, after a very disappointing uh, week one loss where he did not get any help from his wide receivers, um, we know that Patrick Mahomes is not happy with the way week one went for the Chiefs. Um, you know, um, with Patrick Mahomes going up against Trevor Lawrence, I do expect this to be a high-scoring game. It uh, should be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, but I do not see a scenario where the reigning Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs will start out the season 0-2. Uh, no way that the Kansas City Chiefs will start out 0-2. So it um, should be an interesting game uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, but I think that they will find a way uh, to get this win over the Jaguars. Um, another interesting matchup, uh, will be, uh, between, um, the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Jets, uh, two very good defenses that really played well in week one. Um, you know, they both did a really good job of coming up with big turnovers. Uh, so this game might come down to who's going to win the turnover battle, um, which offense will do a better job of taking care of the football. Um, and uh, which team will do a better job running the football in this matchup as well. Um, you know, that should be very interesting. Uh, Tony Pollard as the lead running back uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and uh, also um, uh, Brees Hall and um, uh, Dalvin Cook uh, running the football for the Jets. Uh, but looking at the quarterbacks, um, you know, I think I have, um, a little bit more confidence. I, I think I trust Dak Prescott a little bit more than I trust uh, Zach Wilson in this matchup. Um, but, uh, you know, it should be a very good game. And, um, you know, like I said earlier on this podcast episode, um, it'll be really interesting to see how much Zach Wilson has learned from Aaron Rodgers. Um, and, um, you know, now that the Jets have to lean on Zach Wilson uh, for the remainder of the season. Um, You know, he's going to be tested right away uh, against this Dallas Cowboys defense. Um, So, you know, we'll see how he responds. So uh, that's going to be another interesting game. I do think the Cowboys, like I said, uh, will probably win this game, Um, but I think it'll be close and um, it'll be a really good defensive battle. Um, Another interesting matchup uh, will be, um, Sunday night football uh, between uh, the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots. Um, you know, you get this matchup. Uh, the Dolphins, um, their offense uh, was very impressive in week one um, against the L.A. Chargers. 
Uh, you look at what Tua did. Uh, he threw for 466 passing yards and three touchdown passes. Um, you know, I don't think he'll be able to put up those kind of numbers against the Patriots defense. Uh, but I do think that the Dolphins will find a way to win this game. Um, you know, Mac Jones uh, really played well um, in the Patriots week one loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Patriots were in that game, um, you know, uh, for the entire game. Um, but, um, you know, um, I do think that, uh, you know, the Miami Dolphins offense is a little bit more explosive than the Patriots offense. Um, and, um, you know, in the end, I think the Dolphins will find a way to win this game on Sunday night football. A couple of games on Monday night football. Um <clears throat> The uh, Carolina Panthers uh, going up against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, that should be a very interesting um, NFC South division rival matchup. Um, I do think the Saints will win this game. Um, you know, the Panthers offensive line um, has had trouble uh, protecting um, uh, Bryce Young. Um, and the Saints defense is very good. Um, and uh, Derek Carr. Um, you know, um, is going to do a really good job, um, you know, as a starting quarterback quarterback for the Saints and running that offense. So um, I think the Saints will find a way to win a close game over the Carolina Panthers. Uh, another interesting Monday night game will be between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns, big AFC North division rival matchup. Um, I think the Browns um, will find a way to win this game. Two very good defenses. Uh, you know, the Browns, they played very well against Joe Burrow last week, holding him to just 82 passing yards. Um, you know, Kenny Pickett, although he played very well in the preseason, um, he struggled against the 49ers. Um, and he will have another tough matchup um, against the Pittsburgh, or I mean, against Cleveland Browns defense uh, this week. So um, it'll be a close game because they are AFC North division rival matchups. Uh, but I think the Browns will find a way to get this win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, <clears throat> a couple more interesting games to watch. Um, uh, the Colts and the Texans, you have two rookie quarterbacks looking for their first NFL wins. Um, so that should be an interesting game. C.J. Strout going up against Anthony Richardson. Um, I think the Texans will find a way to win this game. Um you know, two defenses uh, with a lot of potential um, to be very good this year. Um, but, uh, you know, in the end, I think C.J. Strout is um, just a little bit more polished than Anthony Richardson. Um, so I think the Texans will find a way to win this game. Um, and uh, another interesting game to watch um, will be uh, between uh, the L.A. Rams and the San Francisco 49ers. I do think that uh, the 49ers uh, will win this game. Um, you know, the Rams, they really played well against the Seahawks in week one. Um, but I don't think they can repeat that effort against the San Francisco 49ers. Um, so, um, you know, the 49ers roster is, you know, um, very complete, one of the most complete teams in the NFL. Um, and I think Christian McCaffrey is going to have a very good, very Good game for the 49ers, and uh, they will find a way to get um, a win over the L.A. Rams. Um, 
And uh, another interesting game will be between the Buffalo Bills and uh, the um, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I think Josh Allen will get back on track this week. Um, and I think the Bills uh, will find a way uh, to beat the Raiders. Um, and uh, also, um, the Denver Broncos, Washington Commanders, that should be a very good defensive battle. I think Russell Wilson uh, will find a way um, to get the win for the Broncos over the Commanders. Um, and then um, um, another game that I want to talk about, uh, the Arizona Cardinals against the New York Giants. I know the Giants look terrible in their 40 nothing loss over the Dallas Cowboys. Um, uh, but I do think that uh, the Giants uh, will find a way to bounce back against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, this will be um, a, a get-right game for the Giants uh, going up against uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and I think Daniel Jones will play a lot better in this matchup. Saquon Barkley will have a really good game. Um, and the New York Giants will find a way to get their first win of the season against the Arizona Cardinals. So uh, that's my thoughts on some of the matchups um, around uh, the NFL for week two. Um, now to talk a little bit of MLB news really quick. Uh, the Atlanta Braves um, have clinched uh, the National League East division. Um, they have now won uh, the National League East um, for six consecutive seasons. So, um, Atlanta Braves uh, continuing to really dominate the NL East. Um, so uh, the Braves, um, um, NL East division winners, um, and Ronald Acuna um, and uh, uh, Matt Olson continue to have a very good seasons. Um, Ronald Acuna still um, very much in the mix uh, to possibly win the National League MVP award. And Matt Olson already with 51 home runs this season. Um, he's having a very good year for the Braves. Um, other MLB news, uh, some tough news for the Texas Rangers. Um, they're a big um, starting pitcher acquisition uh, that they got in the trade deadline. Uh, their, their biggest uh, trade deadline acquisition move, um, acquiring Max Scherzer. Um, they will be without Max Scherzer for the remainder of the season. Uh, dealing uh, with a shoulder injury. So um, definitely some bad news for the Texas Rangers um, who are still trying to battle to win uh, the American League West division. Um, so uh, definitely going to be a tough loss for the Texas Rangers. Uh, we'll see how um, you know they can get their pitching going without Max Scherzer. Uh, so that's my thoughts on the latest MLB news. Uh, now I want to talk Seattle Mariners baseball. Um, this was a uh, very interesting series between the Mariners and the Angels. Game one uh, was a really good game. Um, good pitching matchup between Logan Gilbert on the mound for the Mariners going up against Reed Dedmers, uh, who is on the mound for the Angels in game one. Um, and uh, right away, the Mariners, they get to Reed Dedmers uh, right away in the first inning. Teoscar Hernandez hit the sacrifice fly to give the Mariners an early one to nothing lead. And then Cal Raleigh, Hits a two-run home run. Uh, his um, 20, uh, 28th home run of the season, uh, which now gives um, Cal Raleigh um, uh, 28 home runs on the season, which now 
um, sets a new franchise record. Cal Raleigh broke his own record from last season um, as um, most home runs um, in a single season for a Mariners catcher. Um, so big home run for Cal Raleigh that gave the Mariners a three to nothing lead. Uh, but then Logan O'Hoppy hits two home runs for the Angels that ties the game up at three to three. The score remains tied three to three um, for a long time. Logan Gilbert pitches seven innings, only giving up three runs. Reed Dedmers pitches seven innings, only giving up three runs. And this becomes the battle of the bullpens. And the score remains tied three to three going into the 10th inning. Then the Angels jump out in front. Brandon Drury hits a two-run home run to give the Angels a five to three lead over the Mariners. But then in the bottom of the 10th inning, Julio Rodriguez hits a historic two-run home run to tie the game, his 30th home run of the season. Uh, this puts Julio Rodriguez in the 30-30 club um, with 30 home runs and 30-plus stolen bases. Um, Julio Rodriguez now with 36 stolen bases on the season. Um, and uh, Julio Rodriguez becomes the 44th player in MLB history um, to uh, reach that mark. Um for a single season, and uh, he becomes um, the second Mariner um, in franchise history uh, to reach that mark as well. So, um, very impressive uh, accomplishment for Julio Rodriguez, um, and that two-run home run tied the game up at five to five, uh, going into the eleventh inning, um, and then uh, the Angels uh, they tack on three more runs um, on a. Uh, Base hits, um, a little death by paper cut base hits uh, by Randall Gritchick, um, Jordan Adams, and uh, Nolan Shanowell. Um, and the Angels jump out to an 8-5 to five lead over the Mariners. And the Angels hang on and win game one. Final score of 8-5. to five. Um, Mariners, um, you know, in very good position uh, to win that game. But they let that one slip through their fingers. Um, you know, very interesting game. Um, in the ninth inning, both teams um, had the bases loaded. They were not able to score. Great job by Andres Munoz uh, to get out of the bases loaded jam in the ninth inning and to send this game into extra innings. But eventually the Angels go on to win game one, eight to five. Um, but uh, that was a very entertaining game. Uh, definitely a tough, heartbreaking loss for the Mariners. But they bounced back in game two in a big way. Um, in uh, game two, um, uh, for the Mariners, uh, Brian Wu gets to start for the Mariners, um, coming off of a couple of extra days of rest. Um, and uh, Patrick Sandoval gets to start for the Angels uh, in this matchup. And uh, the Mariners, they get to Patrick Sandoval uh, right away in this ballgame. Eugenio Suarez drives in a run with a base hit. Then Ty France drives in a pair of runs. Dylan Moore drives in a run with an RBI double. This gave the Mariners an early Four to nothing lead. Uh, then the Mariners would tack on some more runs in the fourth inning. Bases loaded for J.P. Crawford. He clears the bases with a three-run double to extend the Mariners' lead to seven to nothing. And then late in the ball game, Eugenio Suarez tacks on his 20th home run of the season, a solo shot to extend the Mariners' lead to eight to nothing. Mariners go on to win this game. Final score of eight to nothing. Solid pitching by Brian Wu. He pitches five and two-thirds scoreless innings and a great job by the Mariners' bullpen. Uh, the rest of the way, really good pitching by Eduardo Bazzardo. 
and uh, also by Dominic Leone. Um, and the Mariners go on to win game two. Final score of eight to nothing. Game three, uh, this was a uh, really good pitching matchup. Um, the Angels, they go with a bullpen day. Um, and uh, Andrew Wance gets a start for the Angels. Um, and uh, for the Mariners, um, um, Luis Castillo gets a start in this game for the Mariners. And um, eventually the Angels, they get on the board first. Uh, Brett Phillips hits a solo home run to give the Angels a one to nothing lead. Uh, then Julio Rodriguez um, drives in a run um, to tie the game up at one to one. Um, and then uh, after that, uh, the Angels uh, they jump back in front. Brandon Drury drives in a run with an RBI base hit to give the Angels a two to one lead. Um, but then Phil Nevin makes a very interesting decision. Um, in this ball game, uh, with two, uh, with two outs, uh, Mariners at the plate, um, and uh, Ty France on at first base. Julio Rodriguez at the plate for the Mariners, um, and uh, Phil Nevin decides uh, to intentionally walk Julio Rodriguez, um, and uh, that puts runners on at first and second. That puts the tying run on in scoring position for the Mariners. Um, and then uh, Cal Raleigh comes through with an RBI base hit that ties the game up at two to two. And then Teoscar Hernandez drives in the go-ahead run uh, with an RBI base hit that scored Julio Rodriguez, and that gave the Mariners a three to two lead. And the Mariners go on to win this ball game. Final score of three to two. Andres Munoz picks up the save in the ninth inning, and and Luis Castillo picks up his thirteenth win of the season. And the Mariners go on to win this series against the Angels, a much-needed series win for the Mariners. Um, But uh, the Mariners, um, they still find themselves a game and a half behind the Houston Astros. Um, And it looks like the Mariners are a half a game behind the Texas Rangers. Uh, But they have now passed the Toronto Blue Jays, so the Mariners hanging on to that third AL wildcard spot um, with a half game behind the Rangers and a game and a half behind the Astros um, for the AL West division. So, um, you know, it's going to be a very tight race uh, for the AL West division the rest of the way, going down to the final 17 games. Uh, The Mariners will have a big three-game series coming up against the LA Dodgers this weekend. Um, That should be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Dodgers playing some really good baseball currently. uh, They currently are in first place in the National League West and um, they are also um, they also have the second best record in the National League so uh, Dodgers are going to be a tough challenge for the Mariners um, especially dealing with Mookie Betts who is another candidate for the National League MVP award Um, and also Freddie Freeman who's had over 50 doubles already this season so um, you know it's going to be a Really um, tough challenge for the Mariners. Um, it'll be interesting to see what that Dodger starting rotation looks like. Um, but, um, you know, it should be a fun challenge. And hopefully the Mariners can find a way to win this series um, and um, try to gain some ground on the Rangers and the Astros. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but it should be a lot of fun to watch. So that's my thoughts on everything for today. Um, now I just want to leave you guys. Um, 
with a really good thought before I go. A uh, really good quote um, that I heard on NFL Network from Kirk Cousins yesterday. Um, and interestingly enough, he got this quote uh, from watching Kung Fu Panda with his kids. Um, and uh, this quote was, um, Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Um, but today is a gift. That's why they call it the present. Um, and uh, I thought that was a very interesting quote from Kirk Cousins. Um, and it made me think of a Bible verse um, that the Apostle Paul uh, shares with all of us. And uh, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Um, you know, with whatever you may be facing today, um, you know, we don't know what tomorrow holds. Uh, but we know that God is the one who holds our tomorrow. Um, and, um, you know, whatever challenges you may be facing today, um, you know, find a way to rejoice um, in whatever you may be going through today. I know, it, you know, at times uh, life is, is hard. Um, but, um, you know, when we really um, stop and think about, you know, how, um, how fortunate and, and how, um, you know, how lucky we are. Um, you know, and, and when we think about, you know, what God has done for us, um, you know, no matter what we are going through, um, you know, we can't help but rejoice, um, and give God all the honor and glory, um, for all that he has done for us. Um, so I just want to remind you guys to rejoice, um, you know, even in difficult moments, um, and trust God and know that God has a plan and a purpose for everything. Uh, so I just wanted to leave you guys with that. Thank you guys for listening. God bless you guys. Always remember that God is love and God is good all the time. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you guys next time. Go Mariners and go Hawks.